This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to summerschoolelectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. Forty Waters, ladies and gentlemen, listeners and viewers of every ilk, welcome to another episode of the Forty Watt Podcast. My name is Philip. I am your host here. Um, I'm also your engineer. I am your producer. I, all those things. Uh, so super excited to be back. We did this week. It is the end of summer, y'all. Summer ended. Uh, as of recording this episode, summer's been over for about a week now. And uh, here in the South, we say good riddance. Um, I'm hoping that means we're going to have some better weather, but that also means we're in the home stretch. We're back to what I hope is going to be weekly episodes. Y'all know during the summer, my day job gets very busy. So sometimes it becomes every two weeks, eh, once in a while, every three weeks. Um, but we're in the home stretch. I got about 10 to 12 episodes playing for y'all going into the rest of this year. And then we're going to hit the holiday break. Uh, going to take some time, going to regroup, hopefully going to be back over on the Guitar Nerds podcast to tell them what the gear of the year actually is, um, since sometimes they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, Joe, I'm talking about you. Um, but yeah, so that means we're going to be getting ready for season four next year, but I've got a bunch of great content for you this week, or and this the rest of this year, but this week especially. So before we get started, let me, I'm going to mention a few things that I haven't mentioned in a few weeks, or maybe, maybe in a while, y'all. There's some links down below in the description for the episode or in the video if you want to check them out. If you're watching the video, you've seen the ads at the beginning, you know, those ones you skipped over. I know you did. So uh, be sure to click down below. I've got affiliate codes and discount codes for uh, tour gear designs cables. Check those out. They're my favorite patch cables. Uh, click below for, um, oh, uh, string joy strings. Y'all, my brain is running at half power right now. Um, also, there's a link down below for True Fire. You can get 40% off your first purchase at True Fire, and that does count for their annual subscription. That's what I use. I like their lessons a whole lot. Um, there's also a Reverb affiliate link down there, and there is um, a bunch of information for how you can support the podcast by going over to patreon.com slash 40-watt podcast. And uh, for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show uh, up to $50 a month if you want to meet monthly and have a lesson in something, music, music theory, guitar, bass, keys, I don't care, we'll talk. If you just want to chit-chat for a half hour, an hour, we'll do it, um, but while talking about Patreon, I do have some new Patreon members I need to thank, and I want to make sure I mention everyone here. So we're going to start at the top in no particular order. Thank you, Jamie Evans, Henry Klubikowski, Brian May, but not that Brian May, 
Heinrich Nordvang of Nordvang Custom Pedals, Tony DeGraw, Steve Rao of 60 Cycle Hum, Andrew Bimson, Julie McFarling of Labland Photography, Abe Matthews, Jordan Galash, Duncan Watson, Andy Johns, David Evangelista of the Guitar Dads Podcast, Blake Jefferson, Nick Call, Andrew Hensley, Alan Gresham, Dan Pilver of Lewitt Audio, Scott Hamilton of the Effects Loop Podcast, Andy Koning, Jim Burns, Tom Kelly, Heath Bat, Ben Fair of Electromotive Sound Company, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks, Jeffrey Walks, and Kyle Harris. Thank you for your support. You literally make this happen every week, except that I do all the work. Um, but y'all make it financially possible, and I appreciate it. All right, y'all. We're going to move on. That was a whole lot. I just felt like I hadn't mentioned some things in a while. But now I'm going to sell you somebody else's product. So this week I've got Haley. Haley, I don't even know what to tell people you're from because you've got so many things going on. So we're going to get into that. Um, uh, but uh, I'm going to stop talking for a minute. And I want you to tell the listeners, how would you get into guitar? How would you get into music? And then we're going to talk about how you got into these really cool, creative things you do. Okay. Um, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I, th- I, that was a whole like spiel. Like yeah. I feel like it's rehearsed, but I'm just making it no, up as I go. you did a great job. And it's, it's, it's loud now, and it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's now like it's this wash of words. A, yeah, now I'm like blank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll go, we'll go back. So in utero, you heard for the first time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So, what's your earliest musical memory? How do you remember it all? Oh my gosh, um, I was huge into Hannah Montana, <laughs> and my dad. Really? Yes, was, I was like what <laughs> eight, nine when that came out, probably. Uh huh. And then um, my dad's always been huge into music. My dad, um, he used to work on car stereos, and he would like put them in and tune them and do all that stuff, but like. He doesn't play any instruments, but he's big into music, and then he did, like, DJing on the side. So I've always been around music, and then I would say, like, the whole Hannah Montana Jonas Brothers thing. I mean, I'm not a huge Jonas Brothers fan. I do like them. My sister was the big Jonas Brothers fan, but Hannah Montana was, like, that was the big thing for me, for, like, music-wise. And then, so I think, fast forward a little bit, I think by the time I was 10, 12, around there, I picked up playing guitar, and, um... I was homeschooled, so they offered guitar lessons um, through my homeschool, which I kind of surpassed them really quick. So it was boring for me. So I kind of just went and taught myself for the next, uh, gosh, I've been playing for so long, for like the next seven, eight years. And then I've done mm-hmm. like, I've been in multiple bands. There was a band program, I think when I hit about 16 I started doing, and um, it's our local school of rock, and I did that for five, six years. And then I helped the band teacher, like, run his Facebook and stuff like that. This is way before my business now. So I helped him, sure. like, do social media and stuff like that for his school of rock. And then I was in it for six, seven years, I want to say. And then I've been in bands on and off, and then... Let's see. I think at about let's see, nineteen, I got like proper guitar lessons, and um, my guitar teacher is actually in Nashville. He actually used to be um, Taylor Swift's guitar player, and one day on Twitter, he like announced that he was like, 
offering lessons and I was like, mom, I'm going to hit him up because I'm serious. Like I wanted to learn. It wasn't like because of Taylor Swift. It was like, no, I like, I want right. to learn. I want to progress. And why not from him? Cause I want I wanted to be a touring guitar player. That's what I wanted to do. So I was like, Oh, like I'm going to hit him up. Cause he offered it on Twitter. <laughs> so I messaged him. I had to fill out this application. My mom's like, she's crazy. And, um, we had one guitar lesson and honestly we've been friends ever since we've oh that's awesome can, yeah. can you say who it is yeah his name's grant michelson okay yeah awesome i because i i know a different person who at one point was uh played guitar for taylor swift uh brian nutter if you know oh, brian i do not know uh, brian. nashville bass but okay yeah. Uh, so I wondered if it was Brian because Brian's Brian's a great dude. Yeah. He's also a killer player in Nashville, so it's a thing. Like there's a yeah. whole vibe. Mm-hmm. All the Nashville guys are cool, but yeah. Yeah, they really are. Like they they're all super nice. Like there's 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 there is ego. Don't get me wrong. We're not yeah. gonna pretend there's no ego. Yeah. But like they're really good at checking it. Like they know how good they are, but mm-hmm. they just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. Grant's super all right, cool. So you get, Formal lessons. Yeah, I get formal lessons. And I think I t- took them from Grant for like three years. I don't – I can't remember. You're, you're having me really think about all this. I'm 26 now. So if I started when I was like 10, it's been 15, 16, 16 years. years. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time. <laughs> that is a very long time. Yeah, I have to do the same thing because I started much later than you. I started guitar when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I didn't start playing until I was a senior in high school. Yeah, uh, which means that I did start before you, but not that much longer before you did. Yeah, when you were, you know, nine like, or 10. Well, so. yeah. And I like I said, it wasn't really until it started getting more serious till I was like uh, 18, 19 around there, because I, like I said, I wanted to become touring guitar player like that's what i wanted to do i wanted to move to nashville and then 2020 and all that kind of shot that in the foot and kind of just messed up the whole music industry but um but yeah so and then as of let's see so yeah i had lessons with them and yeah i don't know where i kind of got to a blank spot (laughs) No, you're fine. So at some point, at some point, the whole you didn't move to Nashville and and you you're still playing in bands. You're not necessarily like big time, full time touring, mm-hmm. but you're playing. At what point did you decide? Because you're obviously uh, anyone who follows you on social media, which I'm sure a lot of listeners uh, to this podcast already do follow uh, your endeavors. You're a very creative individual. At what point did you decide? Okay, I'm not touring. In you know, I'm not touring in a band like full time, but I have these other ideas. I'm going to create, um, like with rocket music, you've got the straps and yeah. and the absolutely freaking adorable little pick holders that you make, <laughs> and just that you've got all these little creative endeavors. At what point did you decide I'm going to start this, or did the girl smash guitars come before that? Uh, no, rocket music gear. I guess I could tell the story of that. So. Actually, it was me talking to my guitar teacher because, like I said, me and Grant became friends pretty much. So um, we were talking one day and we're like, hey, 
Like, it'd be really cool if there was, like, a guitar strap that could be any color you wanted it. And you just, like, change it with a button. So I was like, I could do that. <laughs> so, like, I don't remember how long it took. But I basically, I made a light-up guitar strap. that Like, the first one. So the light-up guitar strap came seven, well, what, how many years before Rocket Music here? I should have wrote down these timelines. But, um... No, it, came, it came way before Rocket Music Gear, and I was just making light-up straps. And unfortunately, sure. they had to be like 200 bucks because they weren't quite the thing to make. But I made one for me, and then I made one for him, and I need to find the picture of me and him wearing these things because I have braces, and it's very funny. <laughs> 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 I just look like this little kid with this giant bright strap, and then he has it over in Nashville wearing it. It's super funny on Skype. And, um, so I made that prior and then a few people started asking me for them and I was like, I don't really want to make them. They're expensive. Like if you want to pay it, I mean, I guess, but they're expensive and they're like, Oh no, I'll pay for it. I got a few people that just basically insisted like I'll pay for it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So it wasn't until rocket music is going to be six years old this year. So it wasn't until about, uh, let's see, that was 2017 I made the light-up strap. Yeah. Or no, it was before that. Man, and I don't Yeah, know. before that, if... Yeah, if yeah. Uh, if you did that before Rocket Music, which, which uh, yeah. listeners, for those of you <laughs> keeping tally, that means you officially started Rocket Music when you were 20. Yes, but I like feel like... 2021? No, because... Okay, so it was farther than that. Then I must have been taking lessons from Grant when I was like 16... Because, because 2019, I do, no, not 2019. I was 19 years old when I started Rocket Music Year. Okay. So I do, I can, I can definitely remember that timeline. But yeah, I was 19 years old when I started Rocket Music Year and I'm 26 now. So, but it started in December. So it's a weird way to count the years because it started at the end of the year. As someone who was born in December, I can tell you that it's a very strange way to count the years. So, yeah, I think I want to say I was uh, 15 or 16 or 17 taking lessons with Grant. So it had to have been three or four years prior I right. made this light-up strap. But, um, so you're, you're a teenager and you make this LED light-up strap that mm-hmm. changes colors at the push of a button. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I won't yeah. tell you what I was doing when I was that age. <laughs> it was definitely not anything like that. Um, I was I was probably doing something stupid, first of all. <laughs> You know, uh, that because that just goes without saying. I definitely wasn't being that uh, ingenuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that? I feel like I made that word up, but that's fine. <laughs> so you make these straps and you start Rocket Music. Uh, rocket Music, you said it a second ago, the third word. I keep wanting to say group for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's not fine. Rocket Music group. Yeah. So, uh, and I was actually over on your website earlier today, and I still have it up for those YouTube viewers that just saw the light change on my face. I still have it up because it's very cool. And uh, so eventually you did tailor it down, and it's not just $200 light changing, color changing straps. Yeah. They're actually like 120 so, 150 now. I've gotten the cost down on it, even yeah. though I'm sure people are still falling out of their chairs right now. Like, that's not cheap. But it's like a specific niche of like who wants it and who will use it. Like I got some on the Casey Musgraves tour, which makes perfect sense. 
we always said that it was always That's like so rad. like a bigger four persons type of guitar strap. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported in part by String Joy Strings. I'm a snob, at least that's what people tell me. I'm never okay with good enough, and that's where String Joy Strings come in. They're better than good enough. They're the best. Stranger are making some of the finest strings available today right up the road from me in Nashville, Tennessee. They offer custom sets, balanced tension, coated strings, the works. If you need it, they can probably make it happen. You should be using Stringjoy Strings, and if you're going to order from them, you really could help this podcast out by clicking the affiliate link down in the description or show notes below. You get amazing strings, I get a little bit of that back to help the show keep going. It's a win-win situation. Get your Stringjoy Strings today. Yeah, because it, it's very much about showmanship. It's, yeah. It's like if you just need a strap to hold your guitar, then please just go buy the $15 or whatever strap at your yeah. local store. But if you need to make a statement, <laughs> if you're on stage and you need to express your personality, not just in the the music mm-hmm. you make, but in the way you look, mm-hmm. uh, these straps are super, super rad. Um, I, bu- I, I bought one a while back, but had it shipped somewhere else as a birthday present for somebody because I thought they were super cool and been following you sort of ever since then. Oh, wow. And so so how busy does Rocket Music keep you on a typical basis? Are, are, basically, are you doing this full time or is this still a part time gig or? I do this full time because I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I think anyone who starts a music gear company is a lunatic. So it's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, no. People ask me like, "What do you so, do?" <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, you're no. Please, I was going to interrupt you, and and I'm really good at that because uh, listeners, just a reminder, we do this over um, over the internet, and occasionally lag hops in, and we'll have a little moment where we talk over each other. I had someone get mad at me on an episode recently because I talked over someone. I'm like, "Oh man, do you know how the internet works?" <laughs> Well, also, I think we both agreed earlier that we have ADHD, so. Oh, oh yeah. And and so this is going to be chaotic, and that's okay. That's fair. But it's fun. Yeah. So you you make these straps. Now you're making a lot more than just light-up straps. That was the thing that I had... I had fallen behind on your offerings. You're doing uh, things like... um, Where where did it go? The chrome guitar straps, which look super cool. Uh, guitar cables you're doing yeah. now. I actually. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, well, you, no, that was me going too long. Go no, ahead. No, but anyway, um, actually, whenever I started Rocket Music Gear, I didn't even come back out with the line of guitar strap. I learned how to sew because I was like, "How hard is it to sew a straight line?" <laughs> so I decided to learn to sew, and I was sewing flip sequin guitar straps. So I didn't even have my line of guitar strap up right away. It wasn't until about a year prior, I finally redesigned it and I brought it back. I'm on version five now. So yeah. Oh, that's so cool. They really are. Like I I am also the first to tell you that's a little overly showy for me. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I play blues shows and like jazz shows. <laughs> I just could imagine a band leader if I showed up with these <laughs> like the LED straps. But I think they're so awesome. 
Uh, even it's it's one of those weird things where, hey, guitarist, something can be not for you and still be awesome. Yeah. Just a reminder. Um, but now you're also doing, you know, you've expanded. And at some point you started 3D printing. Yes. Uh, I, I got to <laughs> talk about these because I think they're so freaking rad. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I want to, what, like what I want to say, because um, <laughs> There's secrets of how I make things. Oh. The only reason there's secrets. Oh yeah, don't. <laughs> the only reason yeah, don't give away your secrets. Yeah, the only reason there's secrets though is because I've spent a lot of time on some of this stuff, and I get annoyed when like people are like, "Well, how did you do this? How did you do that?" And I'm like, "I've spent a lot of time on it, and I've already had big companies yeah. rip me off, so I really try." Oh no. Yeah, I I don't know if I can talk about that either. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure if our, our listeners are intrepid enough, they can go out and search on their own and yeah. figure out exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But I think these are so rad. And you would think that like the Mohawk skull would be like my favorite. But no. Uh, so I'm, I'm just looking at what's on the website. Y'all, oh. please. The, the, webs- the link for Rocket Music Gear is down below. Please make sure you go click on it so you know what we're talking about. The skull is awesome, but come on, the octopus. Come on, it's so good. It's so good, and and also being a big dinosaur lover, the the Stegosaurus is great. I, I don't even these. think that website needs to be updated because there's some like old stuff on there. It sounds like I've been going through listings. Oh, there is non-stop. no. It's yeah. It's stuff that says it's sold out. Yep, and. Uh, like 15 pages of mm-hmm. 3D prints on here. Oh, I need to go through and re-update that. If you go to SD, though, there's like but much more newer stuff. Oh, gotcha. I got like cows on gotcha. there now. <laughs> but um, actually, when I started 3D printing a couple years ago, and actually I, I held back from doing it because it was so expensive. Also, you couldn't get the filament in the state of California for some weird reason of cancer-causing materials, you know, because everything causes cancer here. Sure. And um, right. everything was so expensive, and everyone's like, oh, you should do it. And I was like, mm, I don't know, because, like, the printer was super expensive, and everything was just expensive about it, so I just didn't get into it. Then finally it became relatively more cheaper, and I was like, all right, I'll get into it. And then um, all of a sudden, last Christmas season, I have 18 printers, uh, I'm printing over a thousand schools and I'm working every single day of December. Wow. <laughs> and Josh, my boyfriend was helping me pack everything for guy. <laughs> that is, that's a, that's a heavy workload. I, and so that was, that was going to be a question I asked yeah. is just how heavy, how much of this do you, do you ship out on a re- regular basis? Apparently a whole lot. Um, it's something about Christmas. I don't yeah. know. It's like it's it's, it's always <laughs> like I have something I've never seen. It's it's just crazy. Uh, yeah, just retail in at Christmas time is insane, mm-hmm. and that doesn't change when it's online. It's just madness. No. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, there's much newer stuff over on the Etsy page. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, y'all listeners, I'm gonna have these linked below. Y'all gotta go check these out because I I think they're super cool. Um, there, there are so much more than I was originally seeing on the website and now I'm sad I didn't pre look at all of this. So I'd have more to talk about because 
I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna make myself not look at it all right now because <laughs> I just want to want to see all the things. And there's multiple pages. So you get into making guitar straps. Now you're making cables. You're making 3D printed pick holders, which are adorable and menacing at the same time, and it's great. Um, then you've got this whole other side project around girl smash guitars. Yeah. And so I really became aware of this during the Phoebe Bridgers debacle. And by debacle, I don't mean Phoebe Bridgers smashing a guitar. I mean other people reacting to it like idiots. Yeah. Like it, it I won't I won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but it was about that time. In fact, I think think uh you posted something about it and that's when I discovered the girl smash guitars. So explain what that is, where that came out of what's going on there. So, um, I'll back and far up as I can. Do you know, um, JHS, uh, the JHS show, Josh's assistant, Nick. So he, I, he, I, I met Nick a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Nick's really cool. Um, he made this video <laughs> about his, the impact that the Phoebe Bridgers thing had on his daughter and about, it's like a whole spoof. Oh. I'll have to send you the video and like, um, yeah. basically saying like, Oh, it's bad. It's wrong. But like, it's really funny. And, um, he's the one who came up with the name girl smash guitars actually. And I watched the video and I thought it was funny. And I was like, could I make a guitar strap with that name on it? So I reached out to him and I said, is there any way I could, you know, and if I could use it, if you're cool with it. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. You can use it. And he was fine with it. And then he actually designed the guitar strap. He like scribbled it up. And then um, I have the drawing somewhere as well. He, we took that and we sent it to, um, do you know um, Karen from Big Ear Pedals? I do. I love Grant and Karen. Yeah. Both. And so we sent it off to Karen because Karen was helping me with the project and um, she digitalized it. And it's actually, I still have like a few left, but it turned into that strap back over there. So it was quite the, you know, the little process with that. And then um, I didn't even know I was going to do a music video. Um, We were going to do a song. And then all of a sudden we're doing a music video. And then all of a sudden I have, I know everyone complains about it, uh, way too many guitar players, but it's a music video. You can have as many guitar players as you want. It don't matter. That's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. I almost had two bass players. W- <laughs> Let's go. Like you, literally, literally these rules are arbitrary. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want. I think I was... I was listening to an interview. I was listening to uh, Corey Wong's most recent episode today with Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh yeah. Which, admittedly, I'm I'm not the biggest Van Halen fan. I I like the first two records a lot. I've listened to them a few several times each. Um, I don't know, maybe a dozen total over the course of my life. Uh, and but I've never really known anything about Wolfgang. It's a really great interview. Y'all should go listen to it. But. He was talking, you know, Van Halen was very much, you know, basically a trio with a singer. And then sometimes there was a keys player, especially during the uh, David Lee Roth era. Um, but uh, Wolfgang's on tour with three guitar players playing playing with Mammoth. And he's like, uh, and his answer when somebody asked him, why do you have three guitar players? And he said, well, well, because I couldn't have four. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like there, there's no rules. You can do what you want. Exactly. Well, like in a music video. Also, I wanted to give the girls like an experience recording. I don't care that every like there's layers and layers of guitars on that track. I don't care. Each one of those girls have never recorded in their life. And they all got to have yeah. the experience of recording and playing to the track. And they had an amazing time. So, I mean, it was it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's a lot of fun. And I love that it exists. And, you know, it's built out of this, you know, really silly moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It it's it just shows, and I really like to see that. Like, there's that educational aspect of it. And actually, I didn't know that each of those girls actually recorded parts in the song because I've not done the proper deep diving that <laughs> you know an actual professional podcaster would have done. Um, That's and, okay. And this is not an this is not an excuse, y'all. This is me just telling you my <laughs> flaws. Um, but it is a lot of fun, and I love that because it, it's this educational aspect. This is why, for example not to sell it again. It's why I reached out to true fire for a link for my shows. Like, uh, I I'm a big believer in education and teaching and share passing down what we do and giving opportunities. And when you were talking about, you did school of rock. I love what school of rock has done changing the model, not just, Hey kid, I'm going to sit down with you for a half hour to an hour a week. And it's just going to be you and me playing guitar and then I'm going to send you home to figure out on your own, trying to play with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Instead it let's get a bunch of musicians in a room and teach them how to play as a band and play together and learn together. When actually all those girls that were in, in the music video were in the school of rock too, just after I've been out of it. Cause I was older. Not sure. that I still couldn't be in it. It was just, you know, I was just older, so I didn't do it anymore, but uh, they were in it. And so, like, I thought, and also our school of rock, it's like, um, it's not an official school of rock. It's, it's just our local, okay. um, Modesto school of rock, basically. But, um. Oh, yeah. We had, we had yeah. a local one where I yeah. used to live as well, that it was its own thing, but it, the concept is similar. Exactly. So, um, oh, where was I going? But yeah, but they've <laughs> never, they've never gotten to do like that, do something like that. So I thought that would be a lot of fun for them. And even though I knew I could have sat and tracked every single one of the guitars on it, I thought, you know, why not have these girls come in and do it, learn, you know, and it was just a whole experience for them. And then our state theater, our local theater was kind enough to let us play the music video there and invite our friends and family to watch it, which I thought was like the icing on the cake. I felt pretty cool. (laughs) I just asked. Yeah, no, that's... It was crazy, like that they let me do it. I still am like shocked, and they're like, "How'd you do that?" Honestly, I just asked nicely. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I mean, it's pretty cool. I feel pretty cool, like I did something. But no, I just asked nicely, and it was really awesome. It was like the icing on the cake for it. It it's amazing the power of just asking. Yeah. Just just asking people to let you do things. Yeah. Again, these rules are arbitrary, y'all. <laughs> They're made up. Uh, I've had a couple of guests where, um, especially in my first year of the podcast, right? I, I'm still a nobody, but I was really a nobody then, right? right. And so um, I had somebody ask me about one of my guests, like, how did you get them on the podcast? I was like, I, I, asked, I asked them. I asked and they said yes. It was really that simple. Yeah. 
And uh, so I so you debuted it at a theater, local theater, uh, with family and friends coming in to check it out. That's that's really I love that kind of community support around building musicians. Yeah, that was so nice of them to do that. I hope they'll let me do it again. <laughs> it, it all goes I, down. I, I absolutely think they will. So. Are you still pretty active in in the scene there, in uh, either with the school or with education and working with these uh, uh, up and coming musicians? As it, it's wild because you're not that old, <laughs> like you're 26. Yeah, <laughs> but most people I'm think I'm you about, as a 42 year old. Most people think I'm like 12. <laughs> well, which it's, is fun. it's fair. It's um, fine though. Yeah, it's fine. I got carded for alcohol the other day, and I was like, "Oh, bless you." <laughs> So much. But uh, so you've got Rocket Gear, you've got the Girl Smash Guitars video, which was super fun. Uh, which honestly, there's like a whole thing that can out that can grow out from there. And I know you're doing that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Are you are you still writing? Are you still performing? Do you have any time to do that kind of stuff? So also, I'll answer your question that you were saying before. If I do anything else locally with the music scene around here, is, oh yeah, yeah, is um. Okay, so, like, last year, I was, like, running gigs for everyone for these kids. I would um, basically make, like, a lineup of bands here, of the, of the kids that I know, and then it would just give them more opportunities, and then I would run it, and me and my dad would run sound, and then Josh came into the picture, and he was helping set up and tear down for these, bless his heart, <laughs> because, like, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And, um, anyway, so... Me and my dad would run sound and do all that fun stuff. Sometimes I'd play, sometimes I wouldn't. I haven't done a show, unfortunately, this year, really, just because I've been busy with okay. my work. I haven't done much music, like playing or anything, unless if somebody insists I take a guitar when I see some of the local bands here. Like, there's a local band here um, called Triple D, and uh, Doug Robinette's a big friend of mine. And uh, he's been letting me play guitar with him all the time. Now he just lets me take his guitar because everyone goes up to him and is like, is Haley going to play? Is Haley going to play? Is Haley going to play? And so like, finally now I just get the guitar whenever I'm at his gigs and I get to play. So that's kind of been what I've been doing mostly this year. I want to play more, but I've just been busy with my work stuff and balancing it all out. And nothing against music around here is um with my, I make more money with my business. So I have to do what, makes me money for now not that it's about money i don't want to sound like that but you know i have to do no, no, no. but it is about making a making yeah. a living and you have to make a living exactly so but yeah then also the school of rock here i donate guitar straps to them all the time uh usually every year oh, they'll awesome. get they'll get like new guitar straps and then they can do whatever they need them if kid needs them or the, the guitars that are there need them whatever so i usually do that sort of thing um the owner of that has known me forever since I was a little kid. So, and then that's the one I was telling you I helped with his Facebook and stuff, social media back then. Oh yeah. But, um, and then what was the question you just asked me now? I was trying to remember to come back to that. Oh no, you, you got them both. Uh, uh you, uh, whether you were playing music right now and if you still worked with the school of rock, you answered both in one answer. Oh, that nice. was brilliantly handled. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing what you're doing because uh, you're you're obviously you want to play more. I want to play more. Mm -hmm. I think all of us musicians are in that. I want to play more, mm -hmm. um, but I I feel like venues haven't quite bounced back yeah. from COVID. 
like some just didn't come back at all. Oh yeah. And some chose not to do music anymore, live music. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just fewer opportunities now. Um, so I'm curious, what's the plan growing, uh, rocket music gear, uh, maybe the girls smash guitars brand. Um, What's what's 2024 going to look like for you? Because I know what 2023 is going to look like. It's going to look like you trying to keep up with all the orders during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you're about to get you're about to get super busy for three straight months. Oh yeah. Um, uh, depending on how well Christmas goes. Okay. I might try to wing a Nam booth. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I I booked my flights today <laughs> for Nam. I I just booked them today. Yeah, it's and, not uh, super I, excited. I've never been. I've never been to California Nam. Oh wow! Yeah. I, in fact, I haven't been to California since two thousand and four. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm not. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. You might have to cut this out, but like <laughs> California and like <laughs> Nam everywhere, it just smells like weed. Just FYI, I'm not like against weed, but like it's free everywhere around Nam. Yeah. I I flew into Denver a couple of years ago and it was after they'd legalized it in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I um I flew in and I get an Uber from the airport to downtown where my hotel is and I'm there for a conference. And I swear they have put every single grow house and dispensary on the road from the airport to downtown. Oh my gosh. And so even inside the car, it's just Damn. overwhelming. Yeah, it was it was a lot. And and, you know, opinions on the legalization of it or not, y'all just telling you we should totally legalize it years ago. That's just the way it is, Um, whether whether you're into it or not, whether it's your thing or not. The smell is atrocious. Yeah. Listeners, don't y'all come at me. It's atrocious. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm 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 ready for that. I can handle that. Yeah. My, my thing is that's a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I've never been like a massive crowds person anyway, Mm -hmm. but ever since COVID, Mm -hmm. um, I've had a little bit of anxiety about large groups. Not about, it's not about getting sick. I don't worry about that. I unfortunately had COVID, uh, earlier this year, but that's, that's not my worry. It's just something about lots of people in a Mm -hmm. tightly packed space makes me nervous so i'm a little i'm a little anxious about that no i feel that because like right at <clears throat> right when finally everything was lifting i got to do the casey musgraves thing but i'll come back to that story because that's actually a good story yeah because so that's a good one so ask me that like somewhere down the line so i can go back to that because it's long i don't want to get off topic because you were asking what 2024 oh, sure. looked like so i'm trying to keep a yeah. mental track but um I don't know if I'm allowed to say this either, but Ryan said that Guitar House might happen. So I'm really excited it's, for that. It's getting hinted at. Um, I uh, I do a I do a live stream with Steve mm-hmm. uh, every three or four weeks, and we we talked about that last time. So that'll be interesting if that happens again. Yeah. So I know I'll definitely be there if that happens. Um, what else? I really hope to do another girl's smash guitars. It really just depends on like, it really depends on money (laughs) or maybe if someone would help sponsor it. But I'm like, I know I'm cool on the internet, but I'm not that cool. I, I, (laughs) 
I haven't gotten to the sponsorship stage yet, but um. Uh- me either, yeah. for what it's worth. I'm definitely not cool on the internet or off the internet. So, um, but uh, you know, I feel like it's the kind of thing a brand would want to latch onto and offer some support somehow. Uh, no matter who that is, uh, I know that there are several brands that listen to this podcast because I talk to them and not just the ones who sponsor this podcast. So, if you were looking for something good to put some money into, uh, I can hook. I can. I can shoot a message over to Haley for you if you don't want a message directly. Um, you should just message directly. Haley does not need me as an intermediary, but um, that's the kind of thing I want people to support. Like if I I want a company to do something, like don't get me wrong, <clears throat> the um the current um like there's the whole thing about. Uh, representation in music and we need more women and more uh, people of color and, and, and all that. I don't want to downplay that. Uh, and there's been this fender saying they're going to highlight more women in music. And they put out one signature guitar for a female artist and they feel like they've done something good. And Gibson says the same thing and they put out a couple and they feel like they've done something good. I'm like, I need one of you brands to like, look at something like this that really uh, gives people opportunities in music to do something they wouldn't have gotten to do. And this is the kind of thing I'd like to see companies pouring in some support for. Yeah, that would be really nice. Sorry. No, that'd be really That's nice. my rant. Yeah, it would. I, I So anyway, hopefully that'll happen because I'd like to see more content. I feel like Girl Smash Guitars is such a great, uh, I'm going to do super marketing here. I think it's such a great like brand to rally around as supporting women in music. I feel like it's got a lot of potential. That's why I don't want to let it go or let the project be done with. Um, The only thing I thought of doing, I don't know if I'll be able to do it before the end of this year. Maybe I'll try. I've had another mashup idea since like the last, last girl smash guitars I did. And I almost thought, I mean, the girls wouldn't be able to record on it anyway, because they're, most of them are in college now. And then some of them are obviously in high school so I kind of thought of just doing the track and doing everything and then, you know, getting it ready for the next music video if it happens to come true. But at least there would be another track to put on Spotify. So yeah. it's an idea that I've had in my head forever. So I might try to do it and finish it before the end of this year. So maybe we'll get a song Wait. on Spotify. <laughs> You're going to try to do that before the end of this year with the holiday (laughs) selling season? Yeah. Oh, you're never going to sleep. No. Thankfully, though, like... So... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. uh, No, no. Okay, I'll go. But um, I've gotten some updated printers. So, like, the printers I had last year, I was basically, like, tearing them apart, putting them back together constantly. So it was like working on little engines all the time. And so I've actually, I'm upgrading to another printer. Like I can see it all on my phone, which is quite epic. I, I sent a print. I had, I called my dad. I was out of town and I said, Hey, can you clear off the stuff on the printer and clean the bed? I'm going to send something off in it. He's like, yeah, sure. So my dad cleaned off the bed, put it back into the printer. And I sent something off from where, from where we were at. And, um, it worked. So I'm hoping this. That's awesome. So I'm hoping this year because I have like an upgraded printer. Well, I'm gonna have upgraded printers. I'm not gonna have to be slave working so bad. Like 
the fail rate on the other fitters I had were horrendous. So it was like one in every three. So it was annoying. And I upgraded parts on it, did everything. And it was just a fighting battle. This one, my new printer, I can print like nine skulls in a night. So hopefully. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really fast. Oh yeah. So I, I work in public libraries, as most of the regular listeners know, and there's a whole movement. There has been for like the last, I don't know, seven, eight years, like this makerspace movement. And so libraries are constantly trying to have good 3D printers. Mm -hmm. And like you, I've repaired a few 3D printers over over the years, uh, more than I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But that's really fast printing. Yeah. So, like I said, hopefully I won't be such a slave to my work. It'll just be packing that I'll be a slave to, which is fine. Sure. But at least I won't be fixing like I was and tearing them apart, putting them back together. That's so fun. So, so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell the sarcasm from here. So... And and like you said, we're going to come back to this uh, Casey Musgraves because I I love Casey Musgraves. Oh. I I love her music. Um, but so how did that connection happen? Let's tell that story. Um, so she found my guitar straps on SD. Or I say I say SD wrong. By the way, I'm just going to forewarn you. It's, it's, I get corrected all the time, it's but it's, it's permanently damaged. It's just how I'm going to say it. That's it. <laughs> I just, once again, I remind everyone, uh, just like the rules, all words are made up. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. <laughs> Especially bass and bass on paper. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I was at a conference last week and, uh, the there was a keynote speaker and he's he's a bass player in a punk band but like he's a librarian by day and a, and an author and a comedian and he was a keynote speaker and the person introducing him said and he plays bass guitar in a punk band I was like oh, oh no oh no anyway I digress That's so, funny. so yes she she discovered you on Etsy or Esty however you prefer to say it mm-hmm. and um. Um, why did I get lost? Oh my gosh. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, she bought some stuff. I didn't know what she bought actually. I, okay. I figured it out now, but I did not know it wasn't like, it wasn't obvious. It wasn't until months later, her tour was already going. And, um, a friend of mine who is actually playing for Kane Brown, his name is Dane. And, um, Dane is at Bridgestone Arena and I get a text message from him with a video and it says, is this your guitar strap? Like, and it was a light up one. So like he, he knew it was mine and I was like, yes. And I was like, you know, what's crazy. I go, I just redesigned that. Like, like, I think it was only a, uh, it's only been out for like a week or something like that version was only out for like a week. So, so it was on her, it was on one of her guitar players. And, um, so I found the, I found the tour manager and the guitar tech. Cause I think they see me post about it. Cause it did, I don't know. There's just this whole chain reaction of how it happened. So then I'm talking, all of a sudden I'm talking to the guitar tech and he's asking me all these technical questions about this guitar strap, which I thought was like epic. 
And then the tour manager, he was super kind. So I'm talking to both of these guys who are like huge, huge people in the music industry. And um, they t basically, they said, um, we're coming to Oakland. And I said, that's near me. And they're like, uh, if you come out, we'll take care of it. And I was like, you got it. So that's awesome. So I said, what do you want me to bring? And they're like, everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they told me to bring out like more light up straps and stuff like that. And um, I said, I'll bring them. I go, but the, there's not a catch, but I have a request. I go, can you get me in through the back? Because these light up straps have like a zillion wires on, not a zillion wires, but it's enough to look suspicious. And they're battery packs with lights. And I know they're cracking down on that. And I didn't want to look like I was smuggling a bomb into an arena. So I was like, <laughs> can you get me in through the back, please? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you in through the back. So they're like, no problem. Don't worry about it. So I was like, okay. So I t me and my parents take the drive up to Oakland because no offense, Oakland is scary. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, we get there and we basically like, we're told like, Hey, go to this person. And all of a sudden they're walkie talking my name down the line. And they're like, Hey, Haley's here, let her in, move the cones. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> they're like saying, Oh, she's here. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? She's here. Like, I'm, I'm not that big of a deal, but like, I felt like big of a deal at that moment. In a right. way. It was crazy. It was like, you're acting like, like, like some other celebrity just showed up. And um, so they kept walkie-talking by name now. They're moving cones, and all of a sudden, I am back behind the arena, and we got to park next to the tour buses. So then the tour manager came out and come got, came and got me and my parents, and I have this big bucket. We went through a security, but it was way, way less of a big deal versus if I would have went in the public security. So then all of a sudden, right. the tour manager is walking me. I got to walk the stage, and take basically take a whole lap of everything and see everyone i didn't get to meet the guitar tech yet but we're still friends he he sends me like guitar stuff or like if he's sitting there in like casey musket was playing in like spade and he sent me a picture of my guitar straps side stage and then casey on stage with it so i'll get messages from him every so often or we'll just nerd out over guitar stuff that is super cool I and it's so wild that this thing you built because your guitar teacher said just probably as almost a throwaway comment. How mm -hmm. cool would it be if you had a guitar strap that would just change color with the push of a button? Exactly. That's pretty incredible. So besides Casey, are, are there any other like major players you know of that ha are using your guitar straps out there? Um, Daniel Donato is one of them. Um, who else? What a monster player. And then I said Dane from Kane Brown. He uses them. Um, I just found out Tessa Violet is using my guitar straps. Um, I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, but I did not know who she was. My cousin texts no. me and goes, "I'm going." Sends me a picture and goes, "Is this your guitar strap?" And I go, "I don't know. Give me a minute because there's been a lot of like <laughs> duplicates of my guitar straps coming out lately." And, like, the right. angle of it, I wasn't quite sure. So I was like, give me a minute. I did get lucky, though, and I, I – which this doesn't normally happen. Celebrities never do it under their names. I found 
what I, the strap I thought, and I found it under her name. So I was like, okay, it is. It's 100% hers. So I got lucky, and I found it, which doesn't normally happen, because usually someone else buys it, and then I find out later on. And then I'm trying to figure out how it happened. Right. And, you know, I love hearing these stories, too, about, like, established celebrities or established mm-hmm. musicians that, you know, can probably ask a company to just send them a something yeah. and they'll get it buying it and like actually paying money for mm-hmm. it and supporting smaller businesses and not just asking for it and then not even like doing it under their name they're like yeah. no, no i don't i don't need you know don't yeah. need to know that yeah yeah i appreciate it so much that- when an artist buys it not that i i don't mind the whole giving a strap or two but i kind of have i need to set up a proper system for it Something needs to get changed about it. I've been really thinking about it. Like, I don't mind a few, but after so many, so, something, it can't keep being free type thing. So I haven't really yeah, sponsored exactly. anyone in a while. But um, depending on what they're doing or if they tell me, hey, I have this project and whatever, I work out something. It's just kind of a case-to-case thing right now. And either yeah. way, I mean, whoever wears it, and if they send me a photo, I'm going to post it regardless. So, right. Mm-hmm. And then that's how, honestly, that's, that's how I discovered it just because they're, they're so unique and they're so cool and it's created this whole experience for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, I've said, you know, like four times it's complicated because <laughs> I look back, I'm like, Especially at your age, which I don't want to harp on because you can do this. Anybody can do this at any Mm -hmm. age. I've had Silas Caldwell on this podcast who start who opened a music store in Nashville at 15. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can do this at any age. But I'm looking at like when I was that age, by the time I was 26, I had already flunked out of college once at 26 and was like nowhere in my life. And I love hearing stories of sort of finding your groove, finding a niche, carving it out and and building building something just something cool mm-hmm. and that's why i like talking to people who build build the gear because it's less about the gear mm-hmm. and and more to me about that experience you're creating and carving a place for yourself but um i had another question but adhd struck my brain <laughs> and it completely flew out the other end um but listeners, as we uh, get here to the end of the main episode, we're going to go over to Patreon and we're going to uh, ask the question uh, I've been asking all of the regular pa- uh, guests on the Patreon. Uh, nothing, nothing terrible. But y'all want to hear this. The, the Patreon episodes have been really, really fun lately um, where we talk a little more music and a little less gear. Um, so we're going to we're going to go talk to Haley over there. But in the meantime, there are. If I've done my job, a ton of links in the description of this video, uh, you're going to get uh, links for uh, Rocket Music Gear. Uh, that's going to be website, should be Instagram as well. Go search them out on your own. Uh, it's They're super cool. The I'm going to link the Girl Smash Guitars video. Uh, if I can find it, I'll link that inspira- that video from JHS that, that made you, you know, gave you the inspiration. Um, and there's going to be a so- bunch of social music, uh, social media links down there below. Anything I'm missing, Haley? Anywhere? Oh, and I'll link the Spotify for Girl Smash Guitars as well. Oh, I guess I'll send you the link that we made it into Guitar World. 
that's still something that I oh, think is yeah. trippy. We made it into Guitar World. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even cover that. No. I'd, I'd actually forgotten that. I do remember seeing it when you shared it originally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's such a wild experience, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that over on Patreon. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you got anything else? Any, anywhere else people can find you, projects you going on you want to shout out before we uh, go over there? Um, I mean, I have my own Instagram as well. But, I mean, any of those work. TikTok. I got TikTok. But, honestly, it's not so much guitar-related. It's more like people throw me ideas of, like, hey, make this. And I'll be like, sure, I'll make that. And I'll respond back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, and yeah, you do have the, the personal. I, w- I won't link the personal one. Mm-hmm. People can find that on their own. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure you and I have had the same conversation across multiple Instagram accounts. We just pick up wherever we were. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's a classic ADHD mm-hmm. trait, I think. I'm so sorry. But if you message any of them, I swear it'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we're going to go over to uh, Patreon and we're going to talk a little more. Uh, listeners, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching. Be sure to click follow, click subscribe, click bell icons, click all the things on your screen at once. Just put your palm on your phone and just click everything. But while you're doing it, take a moment, go over to, if you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review for the the, the podcast. Uh, uh, that would be great. It helps other people find it. Please be kind. Uh, remember that we're all humans and uh, I'm doing my best. So, um, I love doing this. I love talking to people like Haley, and we're going to go over to Patreon. So y'all take it easy. Be good to yourselves. Be kind to each other and make some noise. This episode is brought to you by the supporters of 40 Watt Podcast over on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash 40 Watt Podcast, where for as little as $3 per month, you can help support the podcast and get every episode ad-free. For $5 a month, you'll get every episode ad-free as well as a bonus episode every week. I can't overstate how thankful I am for the support of my patrons and hope you'll consider joining the team and helping keep this show on the road.